What's up, people? Welcome to our brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. You guys have been asking, where's Greg? Where's Greg? Where's Greg? Greg is back. Uh, it's back, be- guys. I'm back. And I think Sean's come. I think Sean's back. I know he's back from Germany. I think he'll be joining us, too. And Don Fry, if he figures it out, uh, will be here as well. And my friend Ryan is coming in later. Uh, who start- he's, a- he's a buddy of mine who's a comedian who is also an MMA fighter who started his career 0-9. Uh, but, kept- but kept going. And um, almost at 500. Uh, it's a great guy. But anybody who starts off at 0-9... It doesn't get discouraged as a guy that I want to talk to. You got to be. That is, you're right about that. I mean, at, at 0 and 5, you got to be thinking, maybe this isn't for me. 0 and 7. You're like, but that just goes to show you when you really want something, that none of that matters. None Those numbers don't matter. What matters to you is improvement. Did you see improvement? And that's all you need because you know next time you go in there, you're going to be proud of yourself because you got better even if you would take another loss. I got I got to talk to this guy too. I, gotta, I, I wish I had all day. I wish I could be here all day. Unfortunately, I can't. I only have an hour for this because it is my wife's birthday. So you know, <laughs> I gotta get it in and get in. But, um, but yeah, that's extraordinary. Good for him, man. That really, that really means something. So meanwhile, I got you this show, Greg. So they, yes. called, me up, they called me up at this uh, strip club, right? Right. And like, hey, can you do the Christmas party? I said, I can. I'm, I'm going to be in Dallas doing a, you know, this other show. Uh, then they ha- they booked me to do, oh, well, we'll have you judge a stripping contest, right? And also, Oh, is this that? What, yeah, was this the one same, in Vegas? Same people, right? Okay. Right. See, I didn't know they had a Vegas location until we were at the party. I'll explain that. And then they go, uh, we'll have you do comedy before. Which, of course, no one wanted to see it. No one wanted, not one person. It was $10,000. It was like, I'm like, which I knew nobody, nobody even knew there was comedy before. So I go up there and actually it's going well. Like the first. Hold on. Hold on a second. You were being paid $10,000 or the contest was for $10,000. The contest contest was $10,000. I got paid the same as what you got paid, right? So uh, so it's one of those things where I, (laughs) I go on and I had such low expectations that I'm like, wow, this actually is going well. And then, of course, the mic goes out on every single punchline, every <laughs> to the point where I was trying to figure out where to stand on the stage. I was like, trying to sit down. I'm like, where will this mic not go out? There right. wasn't, a, there wasn't a place. And then the DJ plays, starts saying, "All right, wrap it up." After like, you know, ten, and he just starts playing "Sha Na Na Na." Hey, no, like, and then wait, okay, all right. So then, then I had to stay for the, to, to they announce the winners, right? Which it actually like the strippers were coming up to me and they were like, "Hey, you were hilarious," you know, because I was I was making it funny. I'm like, I would give ten thousand dollars to get off the stage right now, you know. And it was yeah, 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 yeah. Normally, I would have just fucking tossed the mic, but a place wasn't loud enough where they would have heard me. It was just too much noise, too much going on. I needed a microphone for this situation. Right? Sure, no, absolutely. 
Dude, they 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 paid me and told me to just go like you, you can get out of here. <laughs> I left. I don't even know who won. I, I can't believe that after that, then they were like, Can you do it at our Christmas party? Because it doesn't seem like No, no, like it was the same, was... it was the same call. It was like oh, hey, okay, can you do the Christmas okay. party. I said, I can't. Oh, you want to judge a thing? I said, Yeah. And the guy was like, the guy was super nice. And and I have a gig that actually went worse than that. But so how was the Christmas party? Because I got you the Christmas party gig. Yeah. I- so we go to the Christmas party. They're like, Can you bring other acts? And I'm like, sure. They wanted a full show. They wanted a whole yeah. three-act show. Get them two other acts. Night before, one of my guys get, calls me sick. And I'm like, that's fine, you know, because honestly, I'm like, they don't want three comics. They think they want three comics. They, they don't want three comics. I know what I'm walking into here. Right. No one's going to be paying attention to three fucking cops. So luckily, uh, I brought Tanya Estrada, who is a wonderful female comic, kind that other girls like, you know, because yeah. she talks about dick and stuff like that, what it's really like, you know, giving it up for a sugar daddy and shit like that. She talks about having a sugar daddy, and, you know, just bending over and being like, all right, just eat my ass. I'm going to enjoy the view. Like, and they loved it. They fucking loved it. And then, okay, so this is the part that was shocking. So she does the joke about letting her sugar daddy eat her ass. And then they just start just firing money onto the stage. They just start throwing money at a, at her. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't see this coming. Right. And now I'm jo- I'm like, am I going to, you know, I don't know. So, because she's talking about stripping and all this, all their stuff. She, they love, they, I knew they were going to love her. She does about 15. She brings me up. I get up there. And I mean, it's so funny the way these things are so exactly what you expect them to be. Immediately they acted like, oh, that's all the show we wanted. And they just get up. <laughs> And start mingling and talking and getting drinks and just forget all. I mean, they couldn't care less about me. I'm struggling through it. Now, there are some people paying attention. So I turn my back on these girls who are not paying attention. And then they're like, hey, we're paying attention. I'm like, are you? Are you? Because I feel like they were laughing and you weren't. But then I, so anyway, so I'm performing to them. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, what do I got to do to get some of that money? And they're like, we threw all our money at the girl. So I'm like, I'm like, fuck that. So I take my shirt off. I start swinging it around. I'm fucking doing this. And then miraculously, they found money to, uh, <laughs> to throw at me to get me to put my shirt back on. So that's how that went down. And I'll be posting a little video of that later today on my social media uh, at Greg Romero Wilson. So you'll see me and Tanya both picking up the cash and, and my response to that. So it was very, it was, it was, they were a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun, but I could, but these things, they always think they want an hour. It's like, you really don't. You want 30 minutes tops. People want to like, oh, great. And then go back to just doing whatever. And that was the other thing. Apparently this was their first uh, Christmas party that they just had at the club. Normally they go to, you know, he was saying like they've been to Knott's Berry Farm and blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, but this year it's just lunch at the club. And they're like, great. So I get to go back to work. So... So he was saying, the guy gets up there, the owner of all the clubs gets up there, and like he's like, so uh, they're about supposed to be about 70 other people here, but uh, we're going to have a good time anyway. And I'm like, like so there's really, yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're going to have a good time anyway. And everything, like, you know. Um, but they turned out to be a lot of fun. I ended up having a great time with them. So much so that they're like, we want to do a whole comedy brunch event on every Sunday. I'm like, eh, okay. You know, this is, you know what? You pay me and I will show up. But I, Oh, and that was the other thing. They were like, you know, 
Adam just roasted everybody. And I'm like, okay, look, if you want a roast, you have to tell me. <laughs> okay. You don't go into a private event and just start roasting people unless they ask for it. Now, it, you know, it's one thing if they come to a comedy club, you're on my turn. But if you yeah. hire me, I'm going to be as respectful as I can of course, of course. because it's a private gig. You want me to roast? You got to say and feel free to roast us because I would have roasted the shit out of him. Uh, and he tells me this after I've been struggling for fucking 45 minutes. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But it turned out to be a lot of fun. We had a great and they showered us with extra cash. It was really it turned out to be a really, really wonderful. Fun show. Things, right. So after that strip club thing, Vegas was great. Like L.A. Comedy Club. And always you know, fantastic and, and then you know you're i'm feeling like holy shit like you feel like you're the best comic in the world after that week you're just like i love yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There, then, there's always one show per week though that isn't that's that's a clunker let's be honest there's always, like not it's just like the other ones are electric and then there's always one that's just you know what happened was i come back and they're like hey on that Monday, can you do, I get booked for a Christmas gig, right? And this is after Vegas. So I'm feeling like, yeah, of course. So, so I drive to Orange County. My, my kid's sick. So I'm a bit up since five o'clock in the morning. Yada, yada, yada. I get there and I can tell this, there's no stage, no lights, nobody. Oh. Another one of these shows that no one knows about. They're, they're, they're giving out awards for like, you know, oh, this is the humanitarian award or that we, you know, we got, we sold $19,000 worth of it. I, I don't know what. And the guy's telling me nothing, right? What, what kind of, I don't even know what kind of company this is, right? I saw everyone super dressed up. <laughs> like, so then the guy goes, you know, a lot of people try to be funny here. Well, now we have a professional. And then that's the intro. No name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get a name. Yeah. So Here, here's I, the comic. Here's a real one. Yeah. So I go up there and they then drop the dinners. So no one has, oh. no one has their backs to me. Literally, they're back. And their mouths are full of food. You Not only can they not laugh, but you're risking choking the whole audience. And they have two huge screens behind me of like a slideshow of everyone there. So everyone's looking at of, of them. So everyone's looking at the slideshow. This thing went so bad. Uh, it, it, you got to admit, that, dude, part of that is on you. One of the things I remembered was, going into this was I was like, okay, with private shows, you got to verify even the simplest details yeah i was like i just need to make sure you're going to have a speaker and microphone that works you know yeah. and and a sufficient stage and now granted it's a strip club so of course they have stages all over the place but you never know they could have put us like in some back room that had no stages you know so i was like and yeah. we got to have at least a stage or at least kind of an open stage area and decent lighting they have to be able to see our faces and he was like gotcha 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 and sure enough they cleared the uh, stage but they had the lights ready to go they had the cordless mic it was you have to verify all, and i told him i said just one thing turn off all the tvs before the show starts i don't want them watching the football games you know because not only would they be watching football games I'd be watching the football games because this shit was right in the middle of the goddamn Cowboys game and the fucking playoffs of, the, of my fantasy football leagues. So, I mean, I had every reason to watch the screen. So I really was telling them to turn them off for me. Otherwise, yeah. I'd just be commenting. I'd be, I'd be like, you guys ever feel like, oh, my God, what are you fucking getting me? <laughs> I would totally have been yelling at the game. So I just was like, turn off the screens. Let's just do the show. Dude, this was uh so it ended up being a pharmaceutical company, and I do that the, my vaccine joke about like I got my vaccine just so I could be part of the class action lawsuit in ten years. I'm pretty sure these people made the vaccine because that joke 
normally fucking kill. <laughs> like they got mad. It wasn't just like, oh, this. Dude, is- I did that too. I go, we're talking about stripping, and I go, I go, hey, have you guys been to Sapphires in Las Vegas? They got this fucking. I used to do the comedy show before the men's review, and they start going, boo, and I'm like, what? What the fuck? Is that? I didn't know they had. I thought they just had the three clubs in in Orange County. I didn't realize they had a separate Las Vegas location. So I mean, I was, I, I was like, what? I just, I didn't, I just. They're like, don't mention the competition, and I'm like. I was just, it was this funny, I, I didn't mean to, I mean, they saw Fuck, Sapphire, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, nothing it was, was the worst. Time. I fucking stepped in it good. I had no idea. I didn't think they, I didn't even know they knew about Sapphires, let alone consider them competition. Oh, yeah. But I didn't know they had a Vegas location because they have three clubs in Southern California. You know, when I did the library, one of the girls told me she was an escort and uh, she was, she was very sweet. I thought she said she was a professional squirter. So, so, of course, you like, said, let me just go to the ATM. <laughs> I said, I'm not buying anything. But anyway, but she comes to my comedy show with a date, a date. And then they sat there and I'm like, what's her hour up? And everyone thought I was kidding, but she really was an escort. <laughs> yeah. The so Don Fry just showed up and left. He showed oh, up. I heard him. <laughs> and then that was it. We got two seconds uh, of Don Fry noise. Dude, I went to my wife's Christmas party and like, you know, you realize, have you ever been to one of these parties, Greg, where you're just like, you just like embarrassing people a little bit, like a little bit, you know, like, like my wife, I'm sitting there with, with like my wife and her friends. And like, uh, first of all, I like ruined her. Her friends got mad at me because these two girls were like, oh, I, I got her a present for Christmas. And I go, well, oh, what was it? Right. <laughs> like. She goes, I got her a, um, what's it called when you can have somebody, a cameo of her favorite TikTok, right? Cameo, right? Uh, so I go, oh, I hate cameo. And then I was like, oh, I, I ruined it right there. Like, I like, I had- oh, you said it out loud. She like, yeah. I got her a cameo. Oh, I hate cameos. <laughs> I- <laughs> so- I'll tell you what, we are the dumbest. Uh, comedians are the most indelicate bunch of dumbasses. It's really, truly remarkable how we're alive. <laughs> well, I had a cameo like- story. I couldn't wait to tell it. And then I go, oh, shit, I just ruined it. Don, how are you? Don. Don. The only time his, his, uh, the only time he had good Wi Fi was in the hospital, by the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That was the only time. If your Wi-Fi is worse than hospital Wi-Fi, you need to move closer to the city. That was the best Wi-Fi he ever had. Doc, can you hear us? All right, we'll start talking if you can. Dude, meanwhile, comedians, you're absolutely right. And then her her friend, I was like looking through pictures of our kid. And I was like, and I wasn't going to do this, but I'm like, hey, you want to see a video of my wife giving birth? (laughs) Oh, my God. You were just doing anything to make it up at that point. (laughs) <laughs> she was like, I'm okay, but thank you. That's a little bit, I wasn't really going to do that. I just don't really, I was just trying to think of the most inappropriate <laughs> thing you could have, you could have like said at the party. Um, <laughs> Tell me, what do you think of the lighting in this dick pic? <laughs> <laughs> You're just straight up fucking showing her. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't really good. Meanwhile, I, I was telling, um, TK, which I did TK's comedy club in Dallas, which is amazing. And I love TK. I love TK so much, yes. We talked about you a lot. But we were saying how comedians are the most um, selfish, 
and uh, narcissistic people. And I, I learned that well, I always knew this, but one of one of the so my when my stepmom died of cancer, right? She had like stage four leukemia, and it was like it was she was days away, like it, the writing was on the wall, right? And yeah. I, and I think I posted about it on Facebook, like prayers to my the stepmom. You know, it's it doesn't look yeah good. yeah yeah, dude. So this comedian, this girl hit me up. I guess she does some kind of foundation where they go and tell jokes to people in the hospital. Sure. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I've heard about this. And and I was like, she's like, hey, does your stepmom want you to just come tell jokes? I can't think of anything less that she would want. Like, she wasn't the kind of person that would even want to hear jokes at a comedy club. Fucking nonetheless, when she's stuck in a hospital and have a bunch of like, like <laughs> open mic, a bunch of comedians. Open like, mic level comics trying out new material on them. I mean, come on, they're already in pain, guys. Come on. I'm like, I'm like, no, thank you. I told her no thanks. Uh, and she's like, no, you don't understand. Uh, we we once cured somebody. I go, please, you know, she. We not- once cured somebody. God, talk about taking laughter as the best medicine to the to an unrealistic level. I go, you know, my, I go. She's like fifty pounds. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's not looking good. I, I go, I, I like as much as like we didn't get along in life. This would be probably the meanest thing I've ever done. And she wouldn't stop. She wouldn't like. She wouldn't take no for an answer. To the point where I was like, stop asking me. No, like I do. She does not want jokes. And like I had to like actually like I got like fucking annoyed, you know, because. She did not like. I I can't think of anything like she would want less. Less than for you to be sitting there do, doing your routine, and she's just sitting there going, "I remember when you did that joke on the Tonight Show." <laughs> like, like, could you imagine how? Uh, it wasn't me telling jokes. It was them. It was strangers. It was. I mean, can you imagine like how hard up are you for stage time where you have to go up to people that are like on their deathbed? Tell them jokes. Well, I mean, I can see where people wanting to do it, you know, charitably. I mean, I've thought about doing it before too, but I again, yeah, I don't think it. I, I don't think they. I don't think they want to say it. I don't think they want to be like, okay, thanks for your jokes. Walk out of here on your healthy legs. You know, like I, I don't know. It, it's weird. It's one thing for a clown to entertain children. It's another thing for a comedian to try. I don't know. Maybe. But that would be funny if, like, you're like, oh, my mom has cancer. We're trying a holistic approach. I'm just taking her to comedy clubs all over the area. Two shows a week. She'll be fine. It was probably so bad when the person got up and left. Like that, Maybe they were like, all right, I'm, I'm okay. Dude, <laughs> when, you, when someone would literally rather go die alone than Don, listen to your jokes, you got a problem. Don, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So I love you. So you come 20 minutes late, and then I hear a dog wrestling with you over Greg talking. So not only is your Wi-Fi bad, now I have to hear you wrestling with your dog. (laughs) Listen, that dog means a hell of a lot more to him than this show. I can tell you that. Don, you are out of the hospital, man. I am so happy for you. How do you feel? Yeah. Don? (laughs) Don? Don? All right. Well, Don feels better. Um, Don feels better. Uh, so uh, did you watch the fights last week, Greg? No. No? No. I was doing oh. show. I did, Honestly, I was on the road and I didn't even realize there were fights, brother. All right. Well, I'll do a, a, a really quick rundown of what happened in case people uh, that listen to the podcast watch fights and they want our opinion. Uh, Sean Strickland lost to the Killer Gorilla, which, by the way, 
which um, this uh, Jared Cannonier, who um, it was a close fight. It was a close fight. Sean Strickland looks like the guy. Seems like in, in sparring, he goes fucking nuts. He's like, "Come on, hit me!" Blah blah blah. And then when he gets to the fights, he just wants to jab. Um, it was a close fight, a split decision, but he doesn't fight the way he does in sparring. It seems like, or maybe the competition isn't as good, or whatever. Uh, he thought he won. I thought that it, it was it was right. It was close either way. It was a tough fight to score, but uh, the killer gorilla won. Um, when he when he, the, when you say the killer gorilla, it's one of those nicknames that I feel like you should preface with. And he calls himself, by the way, his official nickname, the killer gorilla. Not, I didn't say, not, I'm not saying it. He says it. You're not he kidding. I'm watching it with like. A lot of black people around me. I'm like, who do you want? I'm like the gorilla. They looked at me like, the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, no, no the killer gorilla. He said, that's it. look at the. Uh, let me show you on my phone. You want to see a dick pic? <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's trying to troll people. It's totally, like he's, he's trying to he's trying to get people into embarrassing situations, and I bet it's working. It's like when you go to a rap concert and like you want to sing along, but you have to like, yeah, yeah, but you're like, yeah, yeah. Like every n word, you have to like. Not say out totally, loud. Totally, yeah. You do it like it's you're like yours is the radio edit. <laughs> radio edit. All right. So then, uh, so that was good. I mean, it was a good fight. I don't think Strickland's stock went down. It was a very, very close fight. Um, this guy Michael Cop or Michael Cape. He's he was from Ryzen, and he was doing this crazy stuff before he got to the UFC. And then it's one of those things where you have to give guys, I think, a, a fight or two in the UFC to kind of feel themselves out and not yeah. allow them. So, because now he's fighting like he did back in Ryzen. He's doing crazy stuff. He looked great. Uh, K- Casey, Corey McKenna, who was like 19 when they signed her. She's got a cute little baby face. She's from. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure. She beat Cheyenne uh, Velismus. It was one of those fights where it was 1-1 going into the second, right? And Corey clearly had the advantage on like the ground and, and Cheyenne on the feet. So, of course, she has her round three going, let's keep it standing. Come on, bitch. Keep it standing. And then, of course. She's like, no. <laughs> That's exactly like what she didn't do. I love that they try to get bait you into doing what they want. Like, like let's just, the only time I saw that work was the one time I forgot who it was, but they were clinched against the fence. And the guy said, are we going to wrestle? Or are we going to fight? Yeah. And he's like, fine. And he let him go. And they started fighting and he was getting his ass kicked. And you could tell he wanted to take him down. Right. He was like, man, I got ass for this. And he, he stayed on his feet and got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, Drew Who Dober. was that? Was that Dober? No, no he was no, in no, this. No. He was in these fights. Yeah, Drew Dober fought Bobby Green. And it was one of those things. Bobby Green was kicking his ass. Like, he was clearly the faster fighter. But he had his hands down. His hands were way down. And and like Dean Thomas was like, yeah, Drew Dober is the only guy that could fight like this. And and then eventually get his hands down, was talking shit. Hands were low. And eventually yeah. Dober just caught him and knocked him clean out to the point where Green got up and he's like, where am I? What happened? Uh, and I, I don't I don't think this uh, keeping your hands down is a good strategy. Uh, there are some things that have just proven themselves out to, and fighters come in they're like no no I can do it it's like no you can't there's a reason nobody Man. does that anymore because you're not because eventually you're going to get caught Don we can hear you Don how are you buddy <laughs> sounds like a sex tape it does. It's like, is he is he getting a blowjob right now? 
we've that, had we've had an episode like this before. This sounds right. He goes, "I'm getting beat up by the stupid phone." That's what he said. Uh, uh, that sucks. Uh, it's all. It's okay. Uh, we love him. Um, and 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 he's gone. Uh, and then uh, yeah. So those and then Bruce Leroy, right? Bruce Leroy won his fight. Lucy, you're right. Look, performance of the night. It says here, good for him, man. A lot of times is uh, he's one of those guys, and a lot of times those wild moves and stuff totally just get him caught. So he he wins by head kick, right? Like knocks uh, beautiful head kick, wins first round, and then he then he gets the mic and he goes, "I just want all of us to be together, and we're all connected, and you know, and the universe, and, it, and like." Like it took like an ayahuasca hit or something. Like it made it was nothing to do with the actual fight. <laughs> he goes, he goes. I realized that we're all connected and we should all love each other. And and it, and then Paul Felder was like, "But you realize this tonight?" <laughs> As I my foot was uh, knocking Julian's soul out of his body, I realized, hey, we're all connected. It was crazy. It was it was hilarious. Uh, Don, you, you can hear us. All right. So Amir uh, Albazi won. Who? Yeah, yeah. That dude looked good. He looked. He looks like he might be the next big thing. And that wait. He. Yeah, he's he's pretty he, scary. Uh. So now, um, what else? What happened? So I don't know if you guys were following. Are you following this whole Mike Jackson, um, Jake Shields? What happened? I can honestly say no. All right. So, you know, Jake Shields is a pretty like, you know, uh, to the right guy. You know, he's he goes, you know, he he's he's very to the outspoken to the right. Mike Jackson's like to the left, but like to the point where it's like I think he has a tattoo that says like black power. You know, um, he, he's very so uh, on Twitter. They, they were like fighting. They were they were fighting on Twitter. Cut to. Uh, Mike went to the uh, UFC PI to train, and Jake Shields. They got into a fight at the PI, like like outside the octagon, to the point where like Jake Shields is on top of him, hitting him, got him in mount, and he posts like, "I just beat up a racist," and then Mike Jackson's calling, "Yeah." So Jake said he's a racist, and then Mike Jackson is like, is calling Jake a white nationalist, and plans on suing him. So there's a lot of race being thrown a lot of racial accusations uh so and then i i, I, I want and then you I, question why bruce leroy is like we all just gotta let's get along guys let's all just we're all connected i mean i gotta tell you i'm more on his side now so mike jackson you know who i know i know both these guys and i don't think that jake shields is a white nationalist and i don't think mike jackson's a racist um but i can see why People would think otherwise, or they, or they would, but Mike, but Mike Jackson says like black people can't be racist, right? Which I don't understand. Like unequivocally, not true. Anyone can be racist, right? Right. Um, that's the stupidest. And, that's the stupidest fucking comment out there. It's unbelievable. Of course, Don gets in right now. I love it, Don. Uh, but not only that, but he's changed location, which is great, and he's now having a cigar. This is fantastic. I like this version. I like Don's up. Dan, Don's back. When I, when I get after, I get after. Oh, boy, looking good, buddy. So, so and then he and then he starts saying how like uh, so he said Michael can't be racist, and he's basically saying 
it's just it's just crazy. And now he's going to sue Jake Shields. He said that because the, on the video, Jake Shields is on top of him, and Mike's saying, "Get off me! Get off me! Get 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 this get this man off me!" And it was like, and and then he clawed Jake's eyes, so Jake's eye was bleeding. It, it's it's getting really ugly. Um, and then uh, and then Jake posted. Uh, it's just it's going nuts. Ryan, what's going on? I think your Wi-Fi is worse than uh ever, than Don Fry's. Ryan, you here? Guess not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look at Don laughing at him now. Let's, let's, let's talk. Let's talk about him. Make fun of him. <laughs> so, so, Don, this guy Ryan Stock, he's a comedian, nice guy, and, and he's a, a trainer, and he's a guy that started out his MMA career with nine losses in a row. Uh, wow. Formidable. Then, <laughs> wait, what did he say? Pitiful? He said formidable. And, and then, but then he did good. Then, then he he ended up his career uh, with a win, uh, fourteen and twenty four, um, which is pretty good if you consider the first nine he lost. Uh, and and still, that's still pretty bad. I hate to break it to you, still, <laughs> still bad. It's still on the losing side. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, eight. He lost eight in a row. He didn't. He, he didn't lose nine. Um, I, I take four, everything four, back. The four, 14 and 24. Yeah, four, but he's a great guy. Uh, and, he, and, and he's a badass. Like he's, I think he's like a black. And girl. his last name's not Guido. <laughs> uh, I hope he's a, hope he's funny because he's not a fighter. No, what are you talking? No, he, 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 he won a lot of fights. He won 14 fights. Um, he lost 24. <laughs> Ryan, are you with us? We gotta get hit. He's a he's a he's a great guy. Meanwhile, Shannon Rich came to my show recently. Uh, who actually, you know, Shannon yeah. Rich on. Yeah, I know Shannon. I've known yeah. Shannon for like twenty years. Yeah, yeah. So Shannon had a record of uh, what was his record? Uh, he came. He was like he had over. <laughs> he came to my fight, uh, Greg, and I'm like, this guy Shannon Rich. He had over two hundred fights, and he actually won three of them. Right, <laughs> so. <laughs> His, his, this guy's record was fifty-eight and eighty-eight, right? But a lot of fights, I don't think he he really tried, right? Don, you see a lot of his fights, Don. Uh, okay, yeah, it seemed like a lot of fights. He was uh he was giving up his neck, uh, because he, he seemed to win by uh like standing. He seemed to lose by standing guillotine a lot. So it's one of those things where he's like, I'm just going to walk into you, get paid, <laughs> and, like, call it a night. Um, but uh, anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, so, yeah, well, that's the – I mean, there's no more fights for this year. There's no I know. There's, I, I was noticing that. There's not one until, like, the 14th of next year. So nice break for everybody, you know, to enjoy the holidays and do all that family business. Well, Bellator is fighting. Uh, Bellator, they're having a Bellator versus Rising on New Year's Eve, um, and they got. <laughs> why are you laughing? Because it's like it's like Bellator versus someone you know even less than Bellator. <laughs> like, come on! Oh my god! It, it's have... Ryan. It's Ryan and all of his uh, uh, peers. <laughs> no, it's they all got 14 some... and 24 guys 
No, they got some good fighters. They actually have some pretty good fighters in Ryzen. Like, 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 just actually good guys. Um, uh, and we'll talk about that. I think Ryan's with us. Ryan, are you here? Uh, I feel like your your Wi-Fi is maybe worse than worse than your MMA career. Uh, Ryan, are you here? Um, nope. Uh, man, I hope he doesn't think I'm making fun of him. He's a he's one of the coolest guys. <laughs> you mean really aside is. from what you just said? <laughs> yeah. Ryan, we're destroying you, man. We're destroying you if you'd only hear. No, but <laughs> Ryan got me booked in Michigan. Uh, he got me booked at this gig in Michigan. No, it was Minnesota. And that was the show where I told you there was a, a, a blind guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and the guy. What's, the your guy what's up, people? Football is back. And Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You always find the latest football odds team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events. Bet Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Mo driver? No, the blind guy gets up the lead. <laughs> and, I, and you can tell he's blind. I go, this guy would literally rather look at nothing right now, right? And he was laughing, but of course his like friend who was this girl starts yelling, you need to respect people with disabilities. And I was like, what are you, seeing eye, Karen? Right? So then- Nice. Boy, you're so good. You're so good with that stuff. I, you really are. So she gets up and leaves, right? Of course, it's it's the booker's wife or his girlfriend. Uh -huh. I didn't even know, right? Of course, that's who it is. And her mom is the one who brought the blind guy because she works with people with this, with uh, disabilities. At the end, I go over to the blind guy and he's like, she's like, he's your biggest fan. We talk, blah, blah. I go, what do you do for work? He works at the, at like the post office, sorting mail. I'm not even kidding. No, no way. <laughs> that what? explains why shit ends up killing Majaro, yeah. Ryan, you were there, right? Ryan, can you hear me? Fucking go. Jesus. Sorry, guys. How are we doing? Hey! Ray! What's up, Ryan? Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Stock. Ryan Stock, we just ripped on you for like 20 minutes, by the way. I'll uh, go back and listen to that. My bad. Nope. No. Did, wait, did that not happen with the uh, blind guy? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty wild. Yeah. Steve's, uh, Steve's girlfriend got a little upset, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, of course. Steve's the guy that booked me. And, uh, and well, Ryan helped, helped, helped uh, bring me over. So I. And I told you, Ryan, because uh, he told you he told me you were a fighter, and I, I I looked at your record, and you lost eight in a row to start. And I gotta go. I go. I gotta get you on the podcast because anyone that could keep going after losing eight fights in a row is one of my heroes. Can never I, learn his lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's will not be a threat on the community stage. <laughs> By the way, you got Don Fry here and Greg Wilson, and, and Don Fry has been ripping you to pieces. So uh, you should be honored. That's, that's um, awesome. Uh, yeah. What kept been you abusing you? <laughs> what what kept you going, Brian? Uh, so honestly, when I started out, I started out four and zero. If you go back and kind of look at my record on uh, MMA Underground, that's probably the most accurate. Um, I started at fifteen. Uh, I was like three weeks before my sixteenth birthday. 
Um, I took a fight, and then I fought the next weekend as well. I went 4-0, and then I lost two. Um, and then from there, I basically just fought as much as I possibly could. Um, I was on a little team at the time. We just traveled around and fought as much as possible. Uh, I think the biggest skid I did go on was uh, seven fight losses in a row. Um, but now most the of these fights, can I just most of these fights? I'm assuming were in parking lots. Yes, sir. Yeah, bars, parking lots. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, just gym. <laughs> where they pay us? Where are they? Do you just show church, me? Not church funerals. Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 but 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 you kept going though, man. I mean, so what is it about that you that you did anyone ever tell you your parents say, hey man, maybe this is not for you. You keep losing, blah blah. blah. Uh, so my dad passed away when I was fourteen uh, from a drug overdose, and so <sighs> we were really big fans of MMA. Uh, Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture. You know, we used to watch sure. trilogy together. Um, and uh, after he passed away, I I was kind of always a troublemaker, getting in trouble for fighting in school uh, since elementary school. Uh, so then. I kind of needed to weigh out, and I was lucky enough there were some guys in my town that were on a team. And uh, Wait, you were 14 in elementary school? No, no, no. I fought, like, my first, like, I, I think I spent it the first time at six, and then uh, last time I was around 14. Uh, then I joined the fight team, and uh, they kind of took me on their wing, made sure I graduated, and then uh, I got in a fight with an adult that was about, like, I think maybe seven or eight years older than me. I think he was, like, 23 at the time i was like uh 15 14 and uh i beat him up pretty bad and then my coach was like well let's see if just, we can just graduated in sixth grade huh yeah yeah <laughs> sir, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so we just set up a fight with a guy that was around 26 again i was just about 16 and uh i ended up winning about 49 seconds by runica choke um, but we trained really hard and at the time we were lucky enough that we had a lot of guys uh, logan clark was on our team at the time um, another guy named Jeff uh, Larson, who was uh, a pretty good guy um, that trained around uh, here. Sorry, Jeff Lumen. He trained around here. And he fought like Luke Coludio, or if he, I don't know who that is, a little Hulk. Um, so we had some good guys on our team, and I was just lucky enough to be around a lot of good wrestlers and guys that were tough. And um, we were too dumb not to keep fighting. You know, we had Bruce Johnson on our team. If you look up his record, it's uh, I think it's somewhere around like 12 and 109 or something. He's got like a really, really crazy record. Um, yeah, it's wait. You had a guy on your team that was twelve and one hundred nine. Yeah, yeah, he was he was horrible, and <laughs> he just loved to fight, man. He's a good guy, but just yeah, he'd take any fight anywhere. Like you said, that's what we did to pay our bills. So, we so you were, were like, well, I'm not as bad as this guy. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's about context, isn't it? It really yeah. is. It really, <laughs> really was. Yeah. You standing next to that guy, you're the all star on the team. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> um. So why did you eventually stop? Uh. So. The last year, ran out of opponents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I fought too many. <laughs> Everybody else had a winning record. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very good either, but uh, I was a little bit better than that. Um, so I stopped fighting because I got three mild concussions in the same year, um, all during training. And so uh, I took a long time off just to kind of get focused on jujitsu. And, and I, my goal was to get to my black belt. Uh, I got to brown belt now, and uh, so I just decided that I wanted to. Um, keep my brain for a little while and focus on still being a martial artist but uh trying to teach and i took over teaching kids classes and stuff like that and uh now eventually kind of blossomed into me having my own gym um so i'm just kind of blessed that it all turned into this and from being great man congratulations thank you you, what i love about ryan right so i meet ryan and he's telling me he's like brown belt and bjj you know he's found himself and he's like next week i have a kickboxing match i go against two he's like the world champion (laughs) 
<laughs> but I'm pretty you're, confident. I'm pretty confident it'll go my way. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was that, that was last week, right? Uh, was it was December third. Uh, how did that go? Uh, I lost a split decision. Wow. I mean, that's uh, that's still. I didn't think that because you said he was he was like actively fighting. You hadn't fought in, in like six years. Yeah, yeah. He took a few years off and he fought twice the year before. Um, he had fought for a championship and he lost a split decision in that fight uh, about eight or nine months before I fought him. Um, yeah, and it was it was a really crazy first round. Um, and then uh, I kind of got the adrenaline dump after not fighting for seven years and uh, slowed everything down a little bit. So. No, because no, because seven never... years. So, how many losses did you take during that? <laughs> no, I didn't fight at all in seven years. No, I was a little nervous because you told me you you were told me you were taking the fight as you were taking bong hits in your car. Um, <laughs> that that might have been true. So it's like I'm fighting next week against the world champion. He's like in this like I don't know like like yeah. At what point do you introduce the kids to that lesson? <laughs> uh, we don't. We keep them away from that one as best as possible. You know. Okay. Uh, they do come to the comedy shows though, so that's that's. Kind by the of way, he's Greg. He's a very good comic, very good comedian. Thank by you. the Thank way, uh, very good comic, good role model, good fighter. Uh, we just I, oh, I want great to- role model. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can people follow you, Ryan? Uh, Ryan for hundred bytes media. <laughs> Wait, wait, Don. Don's ripping on you. Hold on. Yeah, what are you saying, Don Fry? All right, thanks. All right, Ryan, where can follow you? Uh, so Ryan Stock BJJ on Instagram. Otherwise, it's Ryan Stock everywhere else. Um, we do have a YouTube project company. Um, we're also on TikTok where I post a lot of my fight videos. Uh, we do all kinds of crazy stuff, ghost hunting, um, all kinds wait, of crazy shit. So. Wait, you go ghost hunting? Yeah, yeah, we've been ghost hunting. We've done a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, we do anything to, to have an adventure, man. My life's all about experiences and uh, leaving a good, fun legacy. And I just want to do as much as possible while I'm here. And so anything and everything I think is kind of interesting, I'm going to try it. And we Have you ever found a ghost? Uh, I mean, technically, no. We've heard some weird shit, but that's kind of every ghost hunter, right? So who knows? Greg, have yeah, you I was on cocaine one time. Yeah, go- ghost hunting. He freaked out. Wait. So that's pretty fun. Wait, you, who was on cocaine? One of the the owners of the house, he's on cocaine. I didn't know it at the time, but apparently he was doing coke and when we weren't paying attention. And uh, so, yeah. Listen, fuck the ghost. That good coke is hard to find. You should have just sat down and helped him out. But all right, I'm good on that. You fight, you you fight ghosts with winning records. You gotta die for that shit. All my ghosts have losing records. But, but, but that's the funniest shit is that ghost hunting at Cokehead's house. That sounds like a, an actual fun sport. I, I was going to say, I don't know if that place was haunted as much as that guy was just hearing shit being coked <laughs> yeah, out. Like, kind of you got to do that. You got to do that. There's a ghost in here. Fuck that. That's how it was. Yeah. Have you ever went ghost hunting? Yes, I actually have. How, how'd it go? Uh, you know, nothing happened. We had to like stage a bunch of shit to try and make the footage look like something happened, but literally nothing. And then like the producers were like trying to scare. It was so bad. It was the dumbest shit I've ever been involved with. It's like, no, it's nothing. Okay, let's keep going. Like, it's just nothing happens for like four hours and you pack up and try and make shit happen. And then that's it. You know, it was my experience is not great. So. Well, listen, Ryan, man, it was it was a pleasure having you. By the way, if you want to book another comic, bring Greg over to that that show in, in Michigan. I mean, awesome. in, in uh, Minnesota. So, yeah, yeah, man, love to come up there. Love to be a part of it. 
Awesome. Well, it was great meeting you guys. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's, it's an honor. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Oh, man. Awesome. Take care. See ya. All right. That was Ryan. Ryan, stop. You know, the one downside is it just goes to show, I hate it when people prove that those who can't teach. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. He was 15 years old. As, as you sit in front of the, your um, comedy institute. Exactly. And I'm a great comedian. <laughs> Yeah, just I can. Go, don't tell. You'll tell us all. No, no, exactly. Don. Just, exactly. Just have me. I'll tell you. I'm amazing. No, Don, when you were in the hospital, uh, I told the nurse how great you were. She had no idea. And then she was like, oh, my oh my God, my kid wrestles. And this, did she come back and want an autograph or anything? Or she blow oh, you? Yeah. yeah, you set me up. Thanks a lot, buddy. And with the peace and quiet. <laughs> what happened? No, did she come back? And yeah, yeah. She, she wanted like a yeah, video. Well, wanted a, wanted a photo, you know, autograph, which is no big deal, you All know. Right. Um, I, I always have, you know, ten or twenty thousand of those in my pocket with me, you know. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that, by the way, so um, yeah. What else is going on? So next year, Kelvin Gastelum is fighting the Russian sniper. Uh, I think he's back down to 170, which is great because uh, 185, those guys are just too big for him, you know, uh, just way too big. Uh, by the way, so Greg, Don, I was coaching, right? And uh, we have this kid on the team who um, – this boy on the team who he's got some issues, you know, in and out of the hospital, yada, yada, and like very, you know – He's like kind of depressed, and I like talk to the mom, and the mom like. So anyway, so the kid sits out practice all the time. You're like, and it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, you know, sure, you know, you gotta sit out. But then it, afterwards, he's like, uh, hey, what can I do better? I'm like, I don't know, practice. Get off your ass, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you? Fuck. Man, Gastelum is gonna fight after the holidays. Oh yeah, you're right. Everyone's fatter after the holidays. Yes. Yeah. I'm literally my fattest on January 1st every year. Except and for DC. DC does it backwards, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does he lose weight during the holidays and gain at the rest? Of course. Look, look at him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just stays fat. Listen, you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's it, man. Dude, yeah. I, I think for Gastelum, I, this is not, not great. But at, at 170, he he was he was amazing. I mean, at 185 in the beginning, when he knocked out Bisbing, and he, he also beat Tim Kennedy, he was looking great. I think people were overlooking him. And then when he ran into Chris Weidman, and then guys that were just much bigger than him, it was like okay, like he's just too small. I mean, if you if you hang out with Kelvin, he's a he's a pretty short guy. He's not a not a big yeah. guy at all. I mean, he's a pretty small guy. Um, I compared to you, compared to me, he is. He, he, I'm I'm taller than him. No I'll fucking way. I swear. You know who I ran into in Texas? Uh, that, that that guy, Saif, who's like one of the greatest coaches. Hey, come by. I'll hold mitts for you. You better come by. So I take an Uber there. I walk into practice. I'm like, where's Saif? This is at Fortis MMA. Oh, he's in Las Vegas. <laughs> Coach, coaching Brian Moran, Brandon Moreno. And they're like, oh, but you can jump in this uh, Muay Thai class, which, which I did. But I, I saw Jeff Neal who fights at 170 or 180 and he must be about 220. 
I mean, he's fucking right. He looks huge too. When you see him, he looks like he's a big dude. I was like, how do you make the weight? He goes money. I mean, he must have cut like 30, 35, 40 pounds. Like, yeah, you do the math. You do the math. You know, 172, 20. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah, it's crazy. Dummy. I mean, you big dummy. There's a video of uh, <laughs> the video of uh, Eve Edwards, by the way, doing a backflip. He can still do a backflip. He's a he's a, he's a grandfather at this point. Um, did I tell you that, that story about Eve Edwards at like my house? Did I tell that story? So what? He's only seventeen. <laughs> we had uh, we were talking to Ponzinibbio on the podcast, right? And I had my baby who was like four months. She was sleeping in the other room. And all of a sudden, in the middle, I'm trying to listen to Ponzinibbio and I hear the baby crying, right? And I'm like, oh, no. So I'm like, Eve, can you go change my, my kid's diaper? She's crying. Oh, I, yeah, I remember this. So he walks in the other room and he's changing her diaper. And we got the nanny cam on. So my wife texts me. She's like, who has our kid right now? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't I know, honey. I'm at the store. <laughs> so I how she fucking, how she stays married to you. I, you make so many questionable choices every fucking day, and she sees all of it. Dude, I Google a picture of Eve Edwards with blood all over his face, right? One of his fights. And I write back. I text back. I go, this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, dude, my, my daughter the other day, she goes, when we were in Vegas, right? It was just me and her in Vegas. And my, 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 my dad was helping me. He was in another room. She picks me up. She goes, Daddy, I'm hungry. I go, okay, okay. She goes, I don't want to ask you twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, then don't. I was like, yeah, oh. shut, shut the hell up. And <laughs> shut up and drive. <laughs> <laughs> what is she, about six now? What is she? Four. She's four. She goes, I don't want to ask you twice. I was like, oh, my God. And then the other, the other day, we, we were, we were she, she takes everything literal. We were driving, right? And she goes, Daddy, I, ha I have to go potty. I, I go, could you hold it in for five minutes? She goes, no. She goes, I'm in the car seat, and my finger can't touch my butt. But she thought she meant hold it in. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, she's a kid, you know, yeah. Uh, it's, it's the best. She's four. She doesn't, she doesn't quite have a grasp of all the... the, the uh nuances of the English language just yet, I'm imagining. So no, she really does. Cause like my wife walked by the day and I go, I go, that's my ass, right? To my wife's butt. She goes, Daddy, you have a butt. <laughs> Thank you. I think you proved my point. <laughs> uh Greg, what was uh Don, what was your favorite fight of 2022? Oh shit, partner, I don't Oof. know. money. Hey, we had some good fights, you know. Had some real bad ones. Had some real good ones. So, yeah. um, gosh, let's it, see. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the uh, the chick fight um, up in up up in Arizona where they just sit there and stare at each other. That's oh, that, that was terrible. I remember, I know which one you're talking about. That was awful. Rose. Rose versus yeah, uh, where they didn't engage for like Carla. the whole fight. Oh, that's right. We yeah, that one that one was pretty bad. Yeah. That was Carla versus. I hate to bring Rose. that up. Carla versus yeah, Rose. Carla yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Car yeah. Carla 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 sent me such a nice get well, you know, uh, 
message, and here I am bagging on her. No, no, no. the worst fight of the year. <laughs> oh, by the way, Greg. I, so I had a bunch of I asked a bunch of fighters. I said, you know, Don's sick. Can you send them stuff? And you know, so many. Every every one of them was, was like, oh yeah, are you kidding? Except for a couple that thought that Don hated him. Uh, but um, <laughs> like Don doesn't want to hear from me. But yeah. uh, but Andrea Lee writes him like, "Hey Don, I only met you once, and you're one of my favorite people. Here's a picture of us." And she accidentally puts a picture of her and Dan Severn. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, and then I wrote Don writes you back, typical blonde. Ah, that's great. Oh fuck! Yeah. I'll tell you what, Andrea. then. Uh, you know, she um, the, the top of her class. <laughs> I just got a text from my my wife. Violet hit her head at school today. The teacher called, said she didn't even cry, and it's fine. Good thing they called. <laughs> See, honey, that's why. That's why I slap her around, tough her, tough her up. You know? Yeah. Uh, See, the Oliveira Islam fight was pretty good. No, uh, Covington Mosfidal should have been good. I mean, it was a great buildup. I think the Poirier versus Chandler fight was might have been one. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that was an incredible. I mean, there were a lot of great fights. It was really the yeah. best ones were the under some of the undercard fights. Yeah, you know, I it's hard for me to remember them all right now. Yeah. Um. So, uh, by the way, Don, what do you think about some of these judging with Doug Crosby? Uh, lately, because it seems like every one of his judging is like beyond strange. He, you know, he's, he's going 50 45 for people that, that like lost, he's having them win. Uh, did you ever have an issue with Doug Crosby? No, no, he, he actually got me, he got me my sad card, you know, 15 or 18 years ago. You know, brought me in for nice. some stunts, and yeah, yeah, he. He's always been solid to me, real solid guy. Well, yeah, he might be, but his, he's acting like a judge. Uh, yeah, his judge is his judging is fucking horrible, apparently. <laughs> uh, Horiguchi, by the way, is is one of the guys that's fighting on this uh, Bellator card. By the way, Horiguchi is amazing, um, and uh, th- I'm telling you, th- this card might be good. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it's free, but you might have to pay for it. If you have to pay for it, I I can't see them. Um, like, like you know, which one? The Bellator versus Rising. Oh, the Bellator Rising like, one. Like the, they'll probably be entertaining. I mean, shit. Like well, the, the only they're the only show one for the rest of the year. So exactly, exactly. Smart like the, for them. Like the PFL said that they're happy with their pay per view. Uh, with an, I, mean, I, I, mean, I bought it. Really? Yeah, to see Bubba in those championships. Yeah. Where What do you think of Bubba? Uh, you know, we still have some work to do, you know, yeah. I mean, you see the progress, you see how much better he's gotten as a striker, but he's, he's still got, he's still got work to do, particularly with his defense. I, I think that he just, he really, I mean, he's, he still has some work to do. That's all. I mean, the, he keeps growing. He keeps getting better. He keeps getting closer. He's almost there, but he got pretty definitively beat. I felt. Well, I told him before the fight, I go, Bubba, it's a million dollars. Don't fuck the fans. Just wrestle. You, you this guy. Right. Can't- and they said Dewey Cooper, his coach, who's a striking coach, told him the exact same thing. Just wrestle. Let, let's use your wrestling. It seemed like he didn't really use his wrestling. <laughs> no. Well, it also seemed like uh, the other guy was defending his wrestling yeah. pretty effectively. 
yeah, you know, yeah. and keeping keeping it on the feet. And then when he wanted to take him down, I mean, he defended it for the first two rounds. But then towards the third, he was getting, you know, he wasn't able to defend it anymore. He was getting dominated. We're so, talking about a guy that beat Jordan Burroughs in wrestling and the guy who's a national champion. I mean, I don't I, I think sometimes with Bubba, he gets it. I mean, look, he, he almost won a million dollars in hindsight is 2020. But I get but I could see Bubba thinking him thinking to himself, oh, there's no way this guy could fuck with my wrestling. I'm just gonna focus on striking for this camp because my wrestling's already already there. And yeah. then working on his wrestling. Don, did you ever uh have that issue or have other people fighters with that? Yeah, I was really stupid when you anytime anybody thinks like that is just a uh a disaster. You know, it's to say, you know. This isn't going to happen. This is he doesn't do this. He doesn't. That's when you know it happens. I mean, when the last Gary Goodrich fight, you know, my trainer Steve said, you know, you got to watch for the kicks. Oh, <laughs> Gary doesn't kick, you know. And uh, geez, what a stupid ass, you know, <laughs> what a stupid ass I was. Yeah, it seems to me when it comes to wrestlers, though, it's not the same as jujitsu in that you know jujitsu is always working towards a finish. It's always trying to create a finish, some kind uh, of, of submission. Whereas it seems like wrestling is great for physically imposing your will on the other fighter, but there's not a lot of great finishes in there. No, and I feel like with his ground game, he still needs to focus on, on jujitsu, on knowing ju how to finish when he gets it, gets it on the ground. I, think I feel like a lot of guys, a lot of guys, they go wrestling is such a grind and you, you spend so much time doing it. You know, especially at that level where Bubba was at, where it's Division One, it's two practices a day, three a day, hours a day. That in your head, you're like, "There's no way this guy's gonna catch up to me." Like, I'm so fucking light years ahead of this guy. Yeah. And and it's like when Frank Mir fought Brock Lesnar in that second one, and yeah, he's, and he's like, "I've forgotten things that Brock never even learned yet." Right, right. And then Brock put him in a fucking schoolyard headlock. <laughs> just punched him in the face and turned his face into like, fucking hamburger. That oh was my God. The, that, uh, Dom, were you surprised when you watched that Frank Mir fight? The Brock? Yeah, because you know, I think I thought Mur had, I mean, Brock, Brock's an amazing athlete, really is. I mean, you can't take anything away from the monster, but I thought Mur had enough experience, you, you know, not, not to do that, but you know, he never was the same. When he came back from that motorcycle accident, you know, I mean, it just it just ruined his body and his mind completely. And that's uh, yeah, you just you know when you have the when you have the belt, you know, you can't be riding a motorcycle, you can't be jumping out of airplanes, you know, you can't. There's so much yeah. shit you cannot do anymore, you know. Right. But when you have, well, and belt, that's the thing is that there's plenty of life to go do all that stuff after, you know. Right. Right. You got to learn. And right. it's the same with football players. Football players want to go and celebrate, you know, between games. And it's like, guys, you know, there's plenty of time in the offseason. You party your dick off then. Fucking right. keep it under control during the season. The, the guy who blew his hands off at the fireworks. What was that guy? JP. Yeah. Uh, Jason Pierre Paul with the, with, on 4th of July blew off two of his fingers. I mean, it's like the, the other, the other wide receiver, same team for the Giants. He shot himself in the leg. You know, I mean, they go and do this. It's like, what are you guys doing? You're in the middle of the season here. Cut it off. Cut it out. So, uh, I mean, shoot, yourself, the shoot yourself in the off season. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just like, just, why are you at a nightclub with a handgun in the middle of the season? But you know, obviously, Fourth of July is not the that. That's just. I mean, that's just that poor guy had an unfortunate run of events. So, Don, what was the dumbest thing you did when you had the belt? Got married. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like the right move at the time. You yeah. got married after the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I mean, you see it all the time. You're, you're absolutely right. People that they they finally get what they want. Um, so Bryce Mitchell, by the way, was saying he was going to retire after he after his loss. He said, "I um he hit it really, right, which was crazy. That was the lock." Yeah, I told my dad wanted to gamble on the fight. I go, Bryce is the lock. I go, gamble on Bryce. The guy won 15 fights in a row, never lost, and then got the shit beat. I, that one I, I couldn't believe. Um, but uh, I don't think he's going to No, you know why he lost. Why? Because you bet on him. Because <laughs> you told your dad to bet on him. Maybe. You jinxed him. It's all your fault. I mean, wh- I mean, weren't you surprised with, with, that, with, with that, that fight? Uh, who did he, I remember the fight. I remember the ending. Who was it against? What, this guy, Ilya? It was in the last UFC pay-per-view event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I remember watching it. I couldn't believe it afterwards. I was like, what is happening? But, I mean, he, you know, listen, you, you never know what's going to happen when you get in that cage. Nothing is guaranteed. You know, 15 in a row. You tell me 15 in a row, I hear, well, he's two. You um, know? Now, we got to talk about this thing. This new. I don't understand it. I don't understand why people are into it. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not, is this slap fighting? Um, they're bringing it to now the, a, a TV show. They're having the ultimate fighter, but with slapping, where they're going to have the slappers live in a house. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, with fighting, it's always like, okay, who would win? You know, Mike Tyson or Bruce Lee. We, you see fights all the time. You're like, oh, this is awesome. You see fights happen at bars. You see fights happen here. You go out world. There's always fights. So it's like, and it's also, you know, wrestling and this and that and boxing and you combine everything. With slapping, a guy, two people are at a table and one guy just, uh, what are you proving? Uh, like, that's never going to happen. Also, that is never a contest that's supposed to happen without the aid of drugs and alcohol. Okay. That is some shit you do when there's no pussy around and you're fucked up with your guy friends and you're like, fuck it, let's just beat the shit out of each other. That's how you wind up into a slug, into a slapping contest. This is not, oh my God. I guess the, the phone booth thing wasn't enough. Now they got to just slap it. air on TBS. TBS has picked up the series. Dude, there's too many, too many platforms, too many channels. You know, uh, somebody posted a picture of like ESPN2 was broadcasting the HVAC national championships okay this is the heating and air conditioning repair and they were doing a, a national championship of what like Please. they would just give them broken ac units <laughs> and they're watching this shit like oh my god look at him he's replacing the friend but i like, can't sell you- a fucking tv show but i, I actually have Shows in the can of great concepts that no one's done. Anyway, Don, are you interested in watching the slap fighting championship? No, no. Uh, I, I, you know, I've been married for uh, 17, 18 years. <laughs> uh, I'm fed up with bitch slapping, you know? Sure. Yeah, you, you retired the belt. Yeah. 
Yeah, I you mean, tell me it's a couple dudes in a slap fight. I'm like, so they're beating off and seeing who comes first, or what's happening? Yeah, they, they hit next, next they hit each other with their purse. I mean, I mean, here's what I think must have happened. Dana brought Dana White to an event, and it was it was one of those things where everyone's like, oh, and Dana was like, oh, this is awesome. I gotta do this, and it, it was like, have you ever been to a concert or something where? Like you think it's a great time because everyone there is enjoying it, and then later on you're like, "That was fucking." Te- what was I thinking? Uh, yeah. or like, or, or <laughs> what? That was horrible. Like, <laughs> this is an awful experience. Or what, what? What? What was I doing? I, I can't see people getting in. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll watch to see what kind of people go into this. It seems like everyone has a face tattoo there, or um. It's always a different weight classes. Some big fat guy is going up against a little guy. I I, I don't get it. I, I don't get oh, it. Oh, my. Wait a minute. Are you telling me it's like there's no rules? <laughs> Are you telling me they're not getting the most elite athletes? This is crazy. You're full of it. I don't believe it. I imagine this is nothing but the best of the best. I mean, oh. come on. It's on yeah, TBS. Constantly come training. <laughs> <laughs> How do you even train for that? Just all day long, you're just smacking a tree. I don't know. With your head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're gonna, they should have the beating off contest next. Like, who could jerk off the fastest? I mean, I mean, this is this is this is like where we're like we're going to. Uh, yeah, and you're looking at the fucking middleweight champ right now. <laughs> Middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not light and it's not heavy. Middleweight. Mm-hmm. What would you? Where do? Where do? Where do? I mean, I can't be flyweight. I'm short, but I'm chubby. Yeah, the only reason you're not heavyweight is because you're only three foot tall. Exactly. <laughs> so, Don. By the way, I was actually really worried about you this last time. Uh, a lot of people were, uh, and it seems like once again you just came out. Like, what is? What's wrong with? You? Like, what? What do they say? Uh, they're still running tests, you know. We still get some tests going. So, I mean, so far, so far in the last two years, I saw you carve out your leg. I don't know what was in your leg that one time. Remember, he had like somebody that was there. Oh yeah, was <laughs> I'll never forget that. My whole life, I'm just cleaning it. You put the care like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't sign up for an anatomy class. Jeez, <laughs> you can see it in leg. That's gonna be my. That's gonna be my Don Price, my page for my members only. You know, I'm your fan, your only fans is gonna be you cleaning your wounds. Uh, yeah, yeah like, you know what? There are people that would probably pay a lot of money to watch that. It was like a cannon. Oh, right? I bet they would. Yeah. So then I saw. Then you said it was your back. Your back was all fucked up. Um, last time it was your liver. Uh, was your kidney or liver? Uh Kidney and gallbladder. Kidney and gallbladder. And now here yeah. you are in front of your ranch, uh, looking like a million bucks. So good for uh, yeah. you. Good for you. Did you haven't checked your butt cheeks because everyone knows you're a badass. Okay, I'm sorry. That was a stupid ass <laughs> joke. <laughs> Wait, what was the joke? Oh yeah. Wait, let me let me let me write that one. Let me write that one down. Yeah, write that one down. Remember it for later. Check my butt cheeks because I'm a badass. <laughs> dude you gotta see on tiktok greg the best thing are don, don fry old fights 
because it's just him walking out. He must be about 21, 23, young. He's got Dan Severin behind him and some other dude. And they, they walk in there, no facial expression. Like, just him just, like, he's on a mission. And some fucking poor jabroni who he's fighting who says, I've done karate for 19 years and I know kickboxing and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 927 and oh, in street fights. And, and the fight always lasts 34 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge this beast of living shit out of this guy. And then the ref, like, not even like having Martin submissions. Don's just punching the guy and the guy's tapping. Like, it's not even yeah, like, yeah. not even cranking anything. It's just Don just hit, gets the guy down, hits him, headbutts him, and the guy's like, tap, tap, tap. And all his, you know, 90 years of karate has went out the fucking tubes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think MMA exposed karate pretty bad. Yeah, then, I think so. Yeah, but then you have guys that are, you know, what's his name, uh, Machida, you know, a karate, and and Wonderboy Thompson that are, you know, karate based guys. So yeah, you got like I guess, I guess at the highest highest level, it's still effective, but yeah. But you should see these guys. They have these like black belts, and they're in their geese, and they're chopping wood, like they're breaking boards, you know? Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like no, everyone knew that kid in high school that you found out took karate. And then he would get yeah. in the fight and just get his ass kicked. And you're like, and you're like, what the fuck happened to the garage? Like they barely could get into the stage. We, we train, the we, just getting wailed we train on. Not, it's we train not to fight, you know. Oh, so right. you run. Okay. <laughs> yeah. no, the they, they, like, they go, oh, yeah. and that's it. They're tackled, they're on no, the ground. The the guy, slugged the out. Guy, or the other guy would throw, have a okay, when he has his hand like this, you take it, you go. Right, like, right, right, right. He tries to grab, get wrist control. It's like, oh, and also it's like, by the way, this guy outweighs you by 30 pounds. So your karate is not going to do much against that. Dude, but Don Fry and Dan Severn behind them and some other guy. I don't know. Who was the other guy? It was always some other guy that they never even said who it was. It's because the other guy was worthless. <laughs> I got to go. Anyway, you guys are the best. Love you guys. Have a happy Hey, catch me, uh, catch me New Year's Eve in El Paso at the El Paso Comic Strip. Catch me all weekend, New Year's Eve. Woo! Tom, uh, what do you got coming up? There you go. I think that's accurate. Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity Podcast. Uh, you can watch it wherever podcasts are uh, streamed. Right, Dan? Right, Don? Yep. You got it. You got it. <laughs> That's right on cue. <laughs>